0: and welcome to the spliff podcast. I'm your host Bo Nellis and this is episode 92. We're going to talk about dosing and bioavailability. It's almost 420 though on this beautiful Friday. Uh, Normally i like to have the podcast posted by now but uh, things happen. Life. Here we are though. Let's get to it. I'm going to open things up with a segment I call stoner moments where I touch back on earlier episodes that I want to polish up with some facts and and corrections or updates, things like that. First off, um, when I interviewed the host of the Canadian podcast, Cannabis Health Radio, Ian had mentioned that he was taking this three and a half to three milligram CBD to THC oil and I reached back out to him and I was like yo Ian so what's uh what's your oil situation like you know are you are you taking a concentrate or pills or I mean it's a pretty specific dosage for a cannabis oil and he let me know that it was an infused olive oil mix that was encapsulated so if you were wondering yourself now we all know uh, let's see here. Some other things. I cleaned my dab rig this week. I did not have the peace water in it and I was not able to get the reclaim through the little twisty part neck, unfortunately. So all the more reason why I need to get myself some peace water. Uh, but I was having a really hard time finding myself some 99% isopropyl. I had to go to the uh, rich people's store in order to go get myself some 99%. And they were fully stocked. It was actually really funny. I was looking at the body wash at the store and this old lady kept passing me by. And every time she passed me by, she would apologize to me like she was in my way or something. And she wasn't even in my way. She was just embarrassed that she couldn't find what she was looking for. And she uh, we just, you know, we obviously built up a rapport around the fourth time that she passed me by. And she had mentioned that, you know, they said it was going to be on this aisle and she still couldn't find it. And the last time she came back with a manager or somebody and uh, he, he was like, it's right here. And and it, it was right there. She was looking for uh, the hydrogen peroxide is what she picked up. And uh, and I was like, and she's apologizing again, like, oh, I'm so dumb. I can't, I can't believe it was right there. And I never saw it. And, and I turned around and I was like, oh, holy crap. There's, there's 99% isopropyl alcohol right here. I was like, Shh, don't apologize. You just helped me find something I've been looking for. And then she realized that she actually needed the 99% isopropyl alcohol, not hydrogen peroxide. Anyway, we parted ways and I went back and I was talking to my daughter and, uh, and I was telling her the story and then I realized I was the, I was the reason that the old lady couldn't find it the whole time because every time she passed me, she would look at me and apologize. And the thing that she was looking for was right behind me. So she was never going to ever be able to see it. And I never got to tell her that, but now I told it to you. Anyway, I told her it doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't pay to be polite to people. I'm taking it upon myself when people apologize to me to try and let them know that they don't need to do that. Anyway, if you're not fighting 99%, go to the grocery store on the rich people's side of town. They got everything. Uh, Let's see here. Last week, I talked about how if you were trying to discover cannabis for sleep and people keep saying Indica's and Indica's just aren't doing it for you, maybe you should try some Sativa's. And the sativa that I mentioned was Jack Rare. Uh, I know that that kind of helps some people fall asleep. Uh, Another really popular sativa that helps people sleep that blows my mind is sour diesel. Uh, Especially if you're you're kind of high strung, it's got kind of like a a Ritalin effect for some people. And that's, of course, going to depend on the sour diesel phenotype. But it's just it blows my mind how some a strain that'll jack me up and get my body going and get my mind going helps people sleep. Biochemistry is amazing. Weirdos. All right. Speaking of weirdos who uh, don't prescribe to the norms, I did try CBN for sleep again. Um, I remembered that I had the wax that I've been using topically. So I was like, "Shit! All right, let's do this." And I made myself a capsule with some MCT oil. Just a, a actually, a pretty, I had a pretty hefty glob of the CBN because it is going to be in smaller doses. Um, it takes a considerable a, a considerable amount of THC to degrade into CBN, and I took that. And then my, my drunk neighbors came over to smoke a bowl. Um, uh, I did not prescribe to my own advice and make it part of a sleep time routine. I mean, it should have been. I, it would have been. Um, and in fact, while I was hanging out with my neighbors, uh, I totally like I got super heavy couch locked. I, I felt kind of drunk, like kind of woozy, wobbly. If I had been in bed, I probably would have fallen right the fuck to sleep. But I was not. I was hanging out with my neighbors smoking a bowl uh, since they didn't have any weed. Yeah. So then I was like, well, shit. Maybe... And then by the time that they left, it had worn off. It kind of wore off and I was kind of awake again. And I was like, well, maybe I'll take, you know, another dose. And, and this time for real, I'll make a part of my sleep time routine and I'll be in bed. Um, so I did that. And it, just, it didn't quite work the same way. And I really didn't get... I didn't get a good sleep at all. Actually, I had really crazy dreams. And I woke up extremely irritable. Just I was such oh fuck, man, I was such a bitch in the morning. I mean, I'm not much of a morning person anyway, but like, not a good morning. And And so when I said that CBN makes me feel psychotic, like that's what I mean. I do not want to be an irritable person who is quick to anger first thing in the morning that feels like psychosis to me so uh so yeah laying off of that i mean well i did try it again so i tried it with a little thc the next day uh i had the uh the rick simpson oil the, the honey oil and i guess it's not really rick simpson oil but the butane honey oil and i put a smear of that in there with a little bit of the cbn uh, just so you guys know, two minute ish warning till four twenty, and um, and I I put some CBD, a little CBDA, just a nice little mix of everything in there, and I got a much better sleep that night. But I don't know, I wasn't super. I haven't really been sleeping super well lately. Um, unfortunately, I've been sleeping all right. But even with the the butane honey oil, I'm just not getting as much sleep as I want. But I'm still getting a good four and a half to five hours. Which, hey, that's I can not I can't I can't bitch about that, right? Because there are people who can't even get that. I mean, there was a point in my life where I was waking up every two hours. It was just ugh. It could be worse. It could be worse. So I'm thinking maybe I'll try a little CBN in it again, or maybe I'll just double my THC dose. Cause personally, when it comes to CBN, I just prefer it topically. It's so good topically. Let's see, anything else? No? All right. We got the uh, one minute countdown, one minute-ish. It's been 419 for a little while here. Get myself ready for the bong. Get myself my hemp wick going. I hope you've got something to toke on with with me, uh, whatever that may be, or if you're not the token type, you know, just uh, wish me well. Happy 420, everybody. Got me and Chong the bong over here. I packed them with a halfer of some holy headband and some sunset sherbet, something that'll keep me talking um, up, not too stony or sleepy, but that sunset sherbet, it's a nice lean. It's very bright and I've got some some back pain today. I think it might be my kidneys, another stone or something. I think the vitamin D is giving me kidney issues. It's very inconclusive science at this point, but I also just have to listen to my body. So, backing off on the vitamin D for a little while. Just like cannabis, you know, you really got to listen to yourself and play it by ear. Cannabis is by no means the only thing that can feel uncomfortable if you take too much of it. I mean, have you ever taken too much iron? Oh, my joints. My joints were so stiff. Good time to donate blood, though. It's officially 421, but you know how I go. All right, everybody. Now that we're nice and properly baked... We're gonna talk about bioavailability and dosing. So bioavailability to begin with, technically bioavailability refers to the amount of medicine that makes it into your bloodstream. So an intravenous uh, application would be 100% bioavailability because it all made it into your bloodstream. But since that's not always the most effective way of treating your needs with cannabis, when I discuss bioavailability, I'm really talking about getting the most effective dosage to the most effective receptor site. And so that may mean actually getting it into your bloodstream. It might mean getting a metabolite into your bloodstream, or it might mean getting Uh, cannabinoids on the outside of your body to the receptor site that needs it the most. So when I talk about bioavailability, it's definitely different than I think the standard clinical definition of bioavailability. But when it comes to medicating, understanding your own biochemical individuality And how that affects the bioavailability of different means and medicines is going to help you rule out certain things much more effectively and narrow your options down to the the most effective and hopefully cheapest course of treating whatever you need to treat. So in a a science-y kind of way, we're talking about using agonist or antagonist to modulate these receptor sites where they're needed the most. Now, for certain things, you may find that edibles are significantly more helpful than than a, uh, a smoking session would be or a dabbing session or or tinctures or anything like that. And that specifically edibles made with coconut oil are the most effective. And that could be in great part because the coconut oil is a really good carrier. I learned this on uh, the medical pot guide episode. Uh, I think it was this past week. This chick was talking about different oils and their absorption rates and um, how olive oil might be better for those who are dealing with... Uh, digestive issues, um, whereas coconut oil actually makes it much more effectively to the liver. And therefore, if it is a THC metabolite that most effectively mitigates the pain for your condition, getting the most THC into your liver is going to be the way that makes for the most bioavailability of the dosage that you're taking. Whereas, say, maybe getting a lot of THC and fresh terpenes to your brain, such as, uh, with a migraine might be one of the most effective ways. So smoking or vaping some flour would, would be the most bioavailable option for you in that moment. Those are two, two very different needs for bioavailability. Um, another example that I have from my personal experience recently with CBD specifically, uh, this morning with just the sleep problems I've been having in general, um, I, I cried like three times this morning with like, as soon as I woke up, um, I just had a lot of issues in trying to get some of my voiceover work done. And the stress was just, I just had to let it go and some tears, you know? And, uh, and I was like, man, I'm really emotional right now for in my cycle. Like I thought I had a better handle on this. Um, I have been keeping up on my CBD, but I've been, I've been experimenting with the krill oil, the omega threes to enhance the bioavailability. And I'm, I'm using the same isolate, the same CBD isolate that I used when I was using the, Soothing Sue's CBD infused suppositories, um, and those those were rectal suppositories, not vaginal suppositories. But I did find that they provided more more help with my menstrual cycle when they were just closer to my reproductive organs. Period. Um, uh, that that using them as a suppository gave me better emotional stability throughout my menstrual cycle than than I seem to have been getting from digesting it really just because I've been lazy lately and wanting to experiment this other way. You can't, I'm not making a krill oil suppository. That's, I do not want that in my body right now at all. That sounds terrible. Just the thought of it is giving me like fish taste in my mouth. Is it giving you fish taste in your mouth too? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you understand my point. So I really think that I just need to go back to making myself the suppositories with the CBD since that's the thing that I'm after the most. And I might find that I still really want to digest CBD on top of it too. But I had so much more success. I felt like... in my sleep, in my emotional management, when I was using the suppositories. And that could be an issue of bioavailability, both how much is actually getting into my bloodstream uh, in the first pass metabolism, because the suppository use is a a much higher percentage into the bloodstream than digestion, no matter what oil you're using digestion-wise as an edible. Um, But I do also feel because I am antagonizing receptors very close to the organs that I am directly trying to affect my uterus, my ovaries specifically. Now, I will say while I have been using the krill oil as an edible with my CBD for Uh, to, to, to play, to see if that I can use less CBD with the krill oil on a regular day-to-day basis, my emotional management, I feel like has been really steady with a smaller dose of CBD, but just, I, I need it to be much more regular on a monthly basis for me than what it has been. And I'm not sure that upping the CBD is worth it when I know, I should say upping the CBD in the krill oil is worth it, when I know that using it as a suppository is so successful. Um, other instances of uh, how bioavailability with, in, within the context of cannabis uh, can be drastically different. If you have a swollen ankle... Uh, a sprained ankle, let's say, smoking a joint sure could provide you some sort of body disassociation that gives you some relief from the pain, but actually using a transdermal patch or a a really good um, cannabis infused lotion that's targeted towards bone growth and the reduction of swelling Uh, Those are two very different experiences that you're going to get. And you might not get as much pain relief from the topical applications as you might from smoking the joint, but you'll get a lot more healing out of it that way. My voice is cracking. Did you hear that? Like I was really into it. It's emotional for me. Let's heal the world. All right. Uh, I gotta love that holy headband. Now, when it comes to dosing, it's going to change depending on circumstance and the means by which you're actually using the cannabis. So just because a 10 milligram transdermal patch works great for you uh, doesn't mean that a 10 milligram cookie will. They could have very different effects within your body. And then trying to convert that into flour is just, I mean, mathematically ridiculous right now. So I'm not even going to try, but that's my point is that what works well for you in flour may not always be the best thing for you as an edible, may not always be the dose you need in a topical application. So your dosing is going to be very different and could vary significantly with each different means, you might not be able to to smoke a joint, um, whatsoever. Like you know, even a fourteen percent THC in most strains is just overwhelming for you, but you might be able to take five milligrams of CBD and two milligrams of THC as an edible or as a sublingual um, throughout your day. Uh, microdosing is always an option for people too. You don't really feel high, but you should feel affected on some level. Uh, it might take a while for your body to, to build it up, for it to build up in your body, the cannabinoids and the receptors, um, but with with some regular use even in micro dosing you should feel changes happening and when it comes to dosing it's just it's taking spaghetti and throwing it at the wall and seeing if it sticks that's what we're doing with this it's not going to to cause long-term negative side effects it's not going to lead to fatality so you need a good head going into it of course. You need to mind your terpenes as well. You need to know if it's indica or sativa, especially if you're sensitive to things like essential oils. So, and that that is for transdermally, sublingually, as an edible, as a suppository, and as an inhalation. Um all of those things, the terpenes count because they all have ways of affecting your body. So you might find that if you're very sensitive to particular strains or have a hard time, um, the motorcycles are alive and out today. It's been all day, I can't help it. But at least the gardener stopped gardening. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about here. Uh, if you find out that you're especially sensitive to certain terpenes, you could have something tailored to you. You could get an isolate and uh, you could get strain uh, distillations that are strain blends of essential oils and use it as aromatherapy to go with your isolate uh, edibles. And that's a way of separating out the things that affect you the most into the types of dosages that are preferred for your your body. Uh, Most people don't need to go that far with it, but it is a way to tailor it to your specific needs, especially if you're a really sensitive person. All right. Well, I just wanted to kind of break down those two things, if for nothing else than an SEO standpoint. And while we're talking about SEO, hey, go check out my website, thespliffpodcast.com. You can find all the ways to find me. My Facebook's on there. My Instagram's on there at the Spliff Podcast for both of those. My Twitter link is on there at Spliff Podcast. And all of my other contact information is on there, like my phone number, 209-867-7543. That's two zero nine eight six Spliff, And my email address, Podcast at gmail.com. And remember, that's three T's, two F's, no D. We try to keep it punny around here. And if you are just so overwhelmed with everything that you have come across on my podcast, or maybe this is your first time and you're just like, who is this amazing person? And how do I make sure that this Spliff podcasting train goes on for forever? Well, there are ways that you can contribute to the success of the Spliff podcast. You can either visit my Patreon link is on my website, and or use my Amazon affiliate link, which is also on my website. All you have to do is follow that link, make sure to bookmark it uh, straight away so you don't forget. and then just do your Amazon shopping like you were gonna do anyway. But every time you do your Amazon shopping, you use that link. And I know that some of my super fans, like Jeremy and Cheryl, they're using it all the time. Thank you guys so much. I know my boy Willie, you're using it all the time. And uh, at no extra charge to them, uh, a small portion of their purchase is gonna go into the Spliff Podcast Bank. And that helps me pay for the domain renewal, which I actually paid last month, and it was totally covered by generous donations. And people using the Amazon affiliate link. So thank you very much for that. Uh, Coming up next month, I have the website renewal coming up. And that is mostly covered, but not completely covered. So I'll probably still have to put like 50 bucks out of pocket. Um, I'm happy to do it. But if you can help me chip away at that, I promise you, I will keep spliffing it. All right. So I hope you keep spliffing it too. In fact, while we're talking about spliffing it, let's spliff it. It's time for a safety meeting. All right, you guys. So I was really excited. I found a little jar with some stuff that I must have forgotten about. And and it was some blueberry headband. Yes. I'm excited. So I got that in my bong right now. Um... I've got my hemp wick tied around Chong right now on the downstem because I lost my fucking hemp light, you guys. I'm really sad about this. I am really fucking sad about this. I had that thing for like four, five years. I don't even know. It feels like we've always been together at some level. And I really feel like I lost a partner in crime on this one but I'm totally going to get another one. I can't imagine my life without one. Just, you know, good vibes out there so I find mine, all right? Miss the gray lady. (sighs) Moving on. I'm going to talk about a subject that is way beyond my depth. Uh, different banger styles, which are really important to producing a great dab experience uh, in the same way that different wine glasses are important to the different types of wine. And I want to thank my delivery guy, Josh, for bringing up that fucking example. Brilliant. He probably won't listen to this one for a while. I don't know. He started back at one. So far, he's listened to one. Fucking due diligence, buddy. Start at the beginning. That's cool. But I was like, I got way better episodes than that one, man. I am mean, like, you met me in real life. You didn't need to get to know me. You know me kind of already. Anyhose, What's up, Josh? So there are a lot of different banger styles out there. And the different banger styles that you use, along with the different heat preferences, are going to really bring out different tastes from your product. Um, I don't have a whole lot of bangers currently. And in fact, I actually dropped and cracked my thermal pee, uh, banger that I had. It's still working. It's gonna fall apart on me any day, but it's still working for now. But, and, and normally my thermal pee is one of my favorites. It's got a bigger surface area, so, uh, I can, I can heat more of my product evenly at the same time. It has a lot of great carb uh, to it. The, there's a lot of airflow and it preserves more of my oil because it it doesn't get sucked into the downstem quite as easily. And when I have some really great turpy products, it usually just delivers like it is successful in delivering the taste, but sometimes I just don't, it's just not good. And instead of blaming it all on the product, which as an example, um, I have this Clem and Harlequin dab from Raw Garden. Now it's already kind of hard because with the Harlequin, it should have some CBD. And the CBD doesn't really do much to, to bolster the taste of most strains. But with the Clem, I mean, it should have had a really nice citrus flavor. And I was really looking forward to a nice sativa-focused CBD concentrate that I could dab on a regular basis. Also, I've been using what's left over out of the container as CBDA to finally get some solid CBDA into my CBD routine so that this acne situation is handled. That part I got down. That part's good. The crying situation, working on it again. We're back to working on it again. All right. Back to to stoner girl stuff, back to the stoner stuff. Okay, so I was using the Clem and Harlequin, looking forward to a sativa-focused CBD, but it tasted gross. It tasted worse than burnt orange. It tasted like muddled burnt orange. It was just um, not even in the good spicy kind of way, just bleh. So to kind of take it into a very different place from the – the wide surface area of the thermal P banger, I got out this little e-nail that I have. Um, I know I haven't really talked about e-nails and I did buy a quartz e-nail, but the problem is the coil from my e-nail doesn't fit the banger. So it's just, it's a fire hazard in the making. And I don't want to burn myself that way. And I definitely don't want to die that way. So I don't really use it. But every now and then, I bust it out and I'll just heat it up with a torch because it's quartz and it can handle it. And so I did that with the clem and harlequin and it brought out so much of the turpy flavor, the the tangerine that, that was behind the clem and that clem and harlequin, the clementine. And um it was a completely different experience. Now, sometimes I can tell where the terps of the clementine are in the dab that I have and where it might be a little bit more harlequin-y in its composition. So I try to make sure that I get a little bit of each because if I pick up more harlequin than clementine, uh, it, it still tastes very earthy. Not bad earthy like it did in the thermal pea banger, but just earthier than I want it to be. I want the brightness of that clementine. And, uh, you know, if you got some money to blow, quartz bangers, getting a nice collection is, that's a way I drop some money down in a heartbeat. And it can really bring a new dynamic to your medicating experience. You know, whether you're a a wasted to taste it kind of person, or even if you are someone who likes a nice hotter temp, but still wants to get the most out of what you're working with, the banger style can have so much influence on your, your taste overall. And maybe having some options to play with is is going to uh, to give you a different taste and therefore a different overall experience. So get yourself a club or a trough or a honey bucket or you know just a, a regular banger, the thermal pea banger. Play with your dabs, play with your terps. All right, I'm gonna hit the rest of this bong here, and then we're gonna we're gonna have to say goodbye, guys. Cheers. But, you know, as as dabbing concentrates just become more and more refined, this full spectrum stuff, it's just going to become even more specialized and tailored and uh, academic in the way that that uh, people go about breaking it down and really finding the most out of what what we're able to produce in the market. One of these days, I'm going to have the money to do it all. Till then, I'll just give some advice to the people who can do it for me and enjoy what I've got while I've got it. Super appreciative, you guys. I mean, I don't know about y'all. I know I have a lot of new listeners, um, spe- specifically for like the depression and things like that. Personally, myself, I was rolling on like a 2.8 yesterday. I was feeling good. I was like, yes, yes. If I could get in like a nice hike to go with this, this would be a a really good goddamn day. And then, and then this morning's disaster happened, and I'm like, back up to a four. But all in all, staying positive, and that makes a really big difference. Keeping up on the CBD, gonna amend it a little bit. I got myself a. a, a Soothing Sue CBD infusion to make while I edit this. So I'm going to hit that up. You guys keep spliffing it. Token next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I have been trying to get some interviews going. And there are some, some emails for interviews that I have been a little too nervous to write yet that i hope to get out there too and if you have a story that you want to talk about um or you know you think that your stoner experience would be really helpful for other people to listen to hit me up let's talk about it all you got to do is be on skype and uh not be next to a train station when we do this i'm hoping at least uh let, let's talk about it you know where to find me the all right you guys thanks for spliffing it Ciao for now.